0: Welcome to the Patterson Elementary podcast. We like to call ourselves the Triple P Crew. Let's meet our hosts. My name is Atherva, Deshant. Annika. Alexis. Tammy. Daniel. Gabriella. Owen. Kira. Eva. Deegan. Audrey. Natalie. And Sheehan.
1: Tune in for our monthly episodes that will interest kids of all ages.
2: Yay! Yay!
1: Hello everyone, we are the Triple B Crew. In our winter season, I bet
0: some of you are kind of bored staying home, so this is... The Top 10 Places to Go Over the Winter Season Near Us. I'm Sheehan. I'm Monica. And starting off with the Maggie Daily Skating Ribbon in Chicago. In downtown Chicago, there's a place like no other where there's, a, where there's a ribbon of ice that winds down a beautiful park in the city. But don't worry if you don't know any, own any ice skates, why buy them? Instead, you can rent out ice skates, and they're cheap, too. And after a long and exhausting day, you can sit down and enjoy some nice hot cocoa at Maggie Daly Park.
1: Wow, that sounds like a lot of fun crammed into one day. Yeah. But did you know that there's a place called the Morton Arboretum in Illinois?
0: No, never heard of it.
1: Well, at the Morton Arboretum, which is in Lyle, Illinois, you'll be surrounded by color as you walk away one mile path with interactive lighting effects that are made by flashing lights. Enjoy seasonal music magical and beautiful lighting designs, and warm up by a fire with a cozy drink or roast marshmallows for s'mores. If you want to go, book your tickets quickly since they sell out fast.
0: Wow, that sounds like a colorful adventure. But if you're looking for a different type of adventure, go to the Lincoln Park Zoo and see the Zoo Lights. The Zoo Lights has hundreds of beautiful displays and incredible seasonal activities for boys and girls, all under the glow of 2.5 million rides. Lights. That's right, 2.5 <coughs> million. You can also get photos with Santa, see a musical light show at the Winter Wonderland, or try out a light maze and more. Wow, that seems really fun.
1: But you should also check out Snow Star Winter Park in Andalusia, Illinois. There's nothing quite like the rush of flying down a mountain at top speed and kicking fresh snow behind your skis. There are 20 acres of ski able terrain. Snow tubing trails and zip lining tours. You could never be bored.
0: Wow. But you could also go to the Navy Pier, Navy Pier for the Winter Wonderfest. At the Winter Wonderfest there's an indoor ice skating, an, a festival festive carfa- carousel, inflatable rides and so much more. There are 170,000 feet of attractions.
1: Wow, that is a lot of attractions but I bet Wisconsin Dells is a great place to go as well. You can do almost everything there. There are amusement and water parks, there are animals which you can play with, and you can even explore the wilderness and learn about mysterious nature. There are hotels you can book where you can play games and you can play sports whenever you want to. Wow, that sounds like the perfect place to go. But
0: have you ever heard of the place called Four Lakes? No, I haven't. What can you do there? At Four Lakes, you can go snowboarding or skiing over the magical blankets of snow. Four Lakes is in Lyle, Illinois. There are small and big slopes so everyone can go. Also, even if you're a beginner or a professional skier, there's room for you.
1: Wow, I really want to go there over winter break. Well, there are still more options. The architecture of one of the greatest and most famous structures in Chicago is simply amazing. Carved to be a bean, well, it is a bean, lies beautifully under the winter snow with tall buildings behind its back. If there's no snow, well, you get to see your reflection on the clear silver bean.
0: That is so cool. Yep, it is. But at the Shedd Aquarium, you can happily look at fish or you can take a tour pet stingrays, or experience the different animals that live in the water. There's something for everyone to look at. Wow,
1: I've been there and it was really exciting. But a really close place for fellas in Naperville is the Riddle Box Escape Room. This is an an escape room, obviously, but it is really mysterious and though it isn't completely dark, this escape room seems like it's haunted. If you're up to it, go for it.
0: Now that we have set our top 10 places to go, in the winter, we would like to thank Mrs. Mally and Mrs. Harris for all their help in completing our podcast.
1: But remember, tune in next time to the Triple B crew. See you next time.
2: Hi, my name is Ishan.
3: And my name is Owen. Ishan, do you know anything that I can buy for $1? McDonald's. You're right, but I wanna know something besides fast food that you can buy for one dollar only.
2: In the Philippines, you can get a 20 minute foot massage for one dollar. That sounds cool. I wish we could get that here. Well, what you can get here for one dollar is one slice of pizza. I'm in New York City. Oh, at least you can
3: get something for one dollar.
2: In India, you can get a meal for free and masala tea for one dollar. The neighboring countries of Sri Lanka, you get a meal for four for one dollar. In Nepal, you get a meal for, for three dollars, a bit more than a buck. But did you know that a
3: gallon of gas is worth only thirty-eight cents, and you can get two point six gallons of gas for one buck in the southern American country called Venezuela? Wow! So amazing. That's so
2: much cheaper than here
3: do you want to know something else that's really cheap yeah in russia you can get four and one half pounds of potatoes
2: for one buck that's crazy cheap but in the philippines one dollar equals 53 philippines peso you can get a whole meal for a buck why are things so cheap it doesn't even
3: make sense
2: in some countries Things are cheap because the local citizens don't have much money, so the prices are, aren't are very high to make them affordable. But things for $1 around the world don't have to be cheap. What I mean is what a dollar can buy is, you is very unreasonable. For example, in Switzerland and a McDonald's, you can get a bag of ketchup for $1. Just for that? Yeah. Anyways, let's talk about cheap things for $1 again. In Lima, Peru... You got two point two pounds of mangoes for one buck. You can both agree that there's a lot of cheap stuff around the world. Yes. And, and that's, that's it for our podcast. podcast.
3: Bye.
0: Bye. Hi, my name's Atherva. And I'm Eva. And we're the Triple P crew. Hey Eva, you know how we're going into a new decade, 2020?
4: Yeah, I know. I can't wait to see all the new things that'll come out during 2020 through 2030. Although I will miss the 2010 through 2020 decade.
0: Hey, do you know about a decade called the 80s?
4: I've heard of it, but I don't really know what it is. I do want to learn about it.
0: You probably have. It is a very popular decade.
4: Oh, cool. I have a lot of questions about how f- how people lived in the 80s, but I'll start off with one. What kinds of entertainment did they have?
0: Well, in the 80s, if you wanted to play video games, you would be at an arcade or on a Nintendo. Throughout the 80s, playing games at an arcade was very typical. Some games at an arcade that you could play were Pac-Man, Dig Dug, Galaga, Frogger, Donkey Kong, Q-Bert, Tapper, Duck Hunt, and etc. But did you know that the early 80s were the golden age for arcades and were very popular? Arcades had up to 35 million people in 1980s. 1980. This led some parents concerned that video games would make their kids skip school. But in 1985, something big happened to the video game industry. The Nintendo Entertainment System came out. But before I tell you about the Nintendo, let me tell you about the company. Nintendo was founded on September 23, 1889, in Japan by Fu. Fusajiro Yamauchi and it was the first it was, and it was first a playing card company.
4: I don't mean to cut you off, but I caught something. In 1889 uh, 1889 is 100 years before 1989, which is still in the 80s. Did Nintendo make anything for their 100th anniversary?
0: I'm getting to that, but good catch. Back to Nintendo. In the 80s multiple Nintendo systems got released. In 1985 The Nintendo Entertainment System was released in the United States. This console is also known as Famicom in Japan. The Nintendo Entertainment System sold for $132.28 in the 80s. Nowadays, that would be $169.43. But wait, there's still more. In 1989, Nintendo released the Game Boy. So yes, to answer your question, Eva, Nintendo did make something for their 100th anniversary just not something special in my opinion.
4: Cool. I also agree with you. Nintendo could have done something a little more special.
0: Back to the Game, Bo- Game Boy though. It was released on August 21st, 1989, and in, Jap- in and in Japan, it was released on April 21st, 1989. And its screen was in a color screen. In the 90s though, Nintendo would release a colored version of the Game Boy. Nintendo made more products in the 90s and still make products today. Products today like the Nintendo Switch.
4: Hey, didn't Apple release some products in the 80s? Because I'm a big fan of Apple.
0: Sir, you're, You are certainly right.
4: Can you tell us a little about it? Sure
0: thing. In 1984, which is 35 years ago, Steve Jobs, the founder of Apple, made the Macintosh. This started the computer evolution of what we know, know as a Mac. Six different Macintosh computers were released in the 1980s alone.
4: Hey, I think I know how they listened to music in the 80s. They used record players.
0: Not exactly, but they did use those in the 70s.
4: Oh man, I thought I knew something.
0: That's okay. In the 80s, they used the Walkman, which was made by Sony. How the Walkman worked was you would put a tape in it and it would play. Also, you might have seen a Walkman in Raina Telgemeier's book, Sisters and Smile. Another machine that people used to watch entertainment in the 80s was a VCR. Mm -hmm. The VCR and the Walkman are both cassette players. Unlike the Walkman, the VCR would play movies and TV, and you couldn't hold the VCR like a Walkman because the VCR was a box. (laughs) Also, some VCRs had remotes, and others didn't. Another invention made in the 1980s was the camcorder. The camcorder was a video recorder made by companies like Sony and Canon. Camcorders are also used today. The only difference between 1980s camcorders and today's camcorders is that today's camcorders use analog inputs to connect your video to your computer and watch it. But back back in the 80s, they used tapes and put them in a VCR to watch it.
4: Wow, thanks for telling me about the 80s tech. I thought most of the original tech came from the 2000s decade. I think a lot of modern products today evolved from these 80 products.
0: You're welcome, and you're absolutely correct.
4: One last question. What did they snack on in the 80s?
0: Some popular snacks in the 80s were Totino's Pizza Rolls, Pop-Tarts Doritos, Cheese Balls, Tri-Colored Pasta Salad, Fruit Snacks, McDonald's, Sloppy Joes, bread bowls, Jell-O Pudding Pops, and TCBY. To go along with those, people liked to drink Capri Sun. In the 80s, Capri Sun was one of the most typical drinks, and if you were a child in the 80s, this made you the official cool kid. I've heard of some of those. Nice, but did you know Jell-O pudding pops are, are no longer available? In the 80s, they were very, very popular. In the first year, 1980, they made $100 million in sales, and in 1985, a whopping $300 million. Now, you might have heard of TCBY, the country's best yogurt. It was founded by Frank Higginbotham in 1981 in Little Rock, Arkansas. Arkansas some interesting fa- facts about tcby is that until it's founding, until 1984 tcby stood for this can't be yogurt until an old competitor i can't believe this is yogurt successfully sued tcby for the similarity between the names
4: yum they sound delicious also i think it's cool but sad that tcby got sued for name similarity what else do you have to
0: say now i don't know if you count this as food but big Chew. Leechu- was big in the 80s. This gum was invented by Rob Nelson, who is a professional pitcher himself. This ga- gum came inside small pouches with unique cartoon characters on each pouch. They, ca- they came in five whopping different flavors. The gum sold over 800 million pouches, and it was popular through Little Leagues, Big Leagues, and everyone else.
4: Well, thanks for telling me about the food and tech in the 80s. Now I'm hungry. I will surely buy some of that Big leak chip.
0: You're welcome, and if you're hungry, maybe you should eat something.
4: Bye, we are the Triple P crew. Bye. Tune in next
0: time for the Triple P podcast. Thanks for listening! Hi, I'm Natalie. Hi, I'm Monica. And we're part of the Triple P crew. We have realized that a lot of our podcasts... that. Have- that the Triple P crew have done have been for the older kids. So to you, all the kindergartners and first graders, or anyone who likes Winnie the Pooh, this is for you. We are going to explain the origin story of Winnie the Pooh. It all started when a man named Harry Colburn looked out the train window and saw a bear at the station. He got off the train, and the man holding her leash said she was for sale. The owner had shot her mother, and he didn't want to kill the cub and doesn't want the cub. So the story starts off very strange, but... Mm-hmm. Harry bought the cute cub for $20 and carried her back to the train. Harry's friends asked a lot of questions, and the captain thought he was nuts. But but Harry had to save her. He was a veterinarian for the army, after all. But Harry was willing to care for her and feed her. The bear could be named Winnipeg and could be their mascot. But by the time they reached the camp, the bear's name became Winnie. Harry's job was to care for the horses. He was a true animal lover. But Winnie's favorite game was hiding deep biscuits. Using her claws, she pulled biscuits from Harry's pockets. While Harry went places where Winnie can't, soldiers' cups at her hands. Strange. Yep, but cute. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) But Winnie always slept under Harry's cot every night. One morning, Winnie grabbed the tent pole so so the wall shook. So after that, she was allowed to climb small trees while Harry held her leash. After a few months, though, the captain received bad news. The war across the Atlantic Ocean had gotten worse, but Harry couldn't just leave Winnie, so they brought her along. I think that was a bad idea. Yeah, I think that's pretty dangerous. Yeah, Winnie watched the soldiers all day. <laughs> but one day, the captain said that they had to leave for France, and Harry knew it would be safe for a bear. Probably wasn't the first time, but yeah. he decided to bring Winnie to the zoo, and after the war, he would pick her up. At the zoo, Winnie and the cubs became friends, but Winnie and the Himalayan bear were definitely not friends. But the next day, they were playing tug-of-war with each other. Guess yes, it has that type of effect on Everyone? Anyone. Yeah. <laughs> the zookeepers trusted her so much that they let little kids ride on her back. Harry visited her a lot, but in 1919, Harry decided that Winnie should stay at the zoo. When Winnie was 11, a boy named Christopher Robin visited him, her and he hugged Winnie and fed her milk. It's so cute. The boy's father, an author, watched Christopher play with the bear. He said that Christopher talked about her the whole way home. Christopher actually had a stuffed bear, but he renamed him that night to name Winnie the Pooh after Winnie. The dad also told Robin a made-up story that night about Winnie the Pooh. Then about a year later, a book was written about Winnie the Pooh. After that, Winnie became really, really famous, even more famous than he already is. I was very surprised about the story overall. I thought it was just a made-up story about his bear and his friends. Also, why is Winnie a boy in the TV shows but in the real story, Winnie's a girl. Also, why'd they change Winnie to Winnie the Pooh? Why not just Winnie? I think he's a boy in the TV show because Winnie's representing Christopher in the TV show. She's a boy. But I don't know why in the TV show his name became Winnie the Pooh. But I thought the story was just a TV show that someone made up from their imagination. It's so cool to actually know how it got started. Yeah, pretty awesome overall. Yeah. But before we end, we'd like to thank Mrs. Valley Ms. Harris, and for all our friends at the Triple P Podcast crew, to um for, we'd like to thank you for an amazing experience so far this year yep and we us out well end in a quote from winnie the pooh himself he said people say nothing is impossible but i do nothing every day bye, bye p dogs hi i'm kira and i'm sheehan we're we are from, from the, the triple p, p crew. crew i'm so worried about the koalas why what's wrong with them well, there are bushfires in Australia, and reports have said that approximately 8,000 koalas have died.
1: Really? That's horrible. I wonder what started to fire. Me too. Well, I know that wildfires occur naturally because of three things, fuel, oxygen, and heat, but maybe the bushfires happen because of human carelessness. Maybe.
0: I think it was from humans, but also a little bit from lightning in the climate.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. You know, I think you're starting in Australia currently because there's this type of tree in Australia and that's something that ignites very quickly inside the tree, some type of syrup anyway. So that's why the wildfires are happening a lot in Australia. Wow, that's something
0: that's worth knowing.
1: Hey, did you know there are both pros and cons of wildfires?
0: No, I didn't know that. I just thought that there were only cons. What are the pros?
1: The wildfires could clear out the dead litter on the floor and allow nutrients to enter the soil.
0: And the cons?
1: They burn the animals that live there and they destroy their habitat. They also destroy people's homes.
0: The cons are the worst part of wildfires or bushfires. I agree. It is estimated that 15.6 million acres of bush forest and parks across Australia have burned,
1: and now coals are under spread because of their loss of habitat. It's
0: really sad.
1: I wonder what happens to them when someone rescues them from a the bushfire. Do you know what happens to them?
0: Actually, yes. And I also have a fun fact for you. Really? What is it? Did you know that they built hospitals just for koalas? Wow, that's really cool, but that
1: also means that a lot of koalas are getting burned.
0: Yeah, the Australian wildfires, I mean bushfires, are really damaging the koalas and their lives and habitats. When a koala is brought to the hospital in Australia, the first thing they have to do is rehydrate it and give it food.
1: So that means give it water, right?
0: Yes. The next day, the koala is examined and looked at to see if the fire burned it. And again, they have to feed it every day so it can heal.
1: Do the koalas get a lot of burns?
0: It depends. The koala is most likely to get it on their feet, hands, and ears, but sometimes they get too close to the fire and they get burned a lot. That sounds like it hurts. It probably does. Once the koala has healed from its burns and doesn't need to be watched, every minute of the day they take it out to the rehabilitation yards to help them get back to doing what they were doing to their normal lives. Hey, did you know that Patterson is also helping the koalas in Australia? Really? How are they helping? Well, every Friday they have something called the Burrow. But now, they are selling little toy koalas at the Burrow, and all the money they raise off the koalas, they donate to the Australian Red Cross.
1: Oh, no wonder they're selling some.
0: Yeah, I bought one last Thursday. They are so cute. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for today. Be sure to check out the koalas at the Burrow every Friday. Bye. Bye! i Hi, I'm Gorilla and we're from the Triple P crew. I'm so tired today. Don't fall asleep yet. Okay. I'm bored. So how'd you sleep? Good. Okay. Did you know that the average person gets about nine hours of sleep? Oh, I get like nine and a half or something like that. I only get like six. How do you even know this stuff? Because. Better. Do you know that people can go 264 hours without sleep? what how did you know okay okay we know we get it you know a lot about sleep what can i say we spend half our lives in our sleep mind we need to know about it um so you better pick the right bed okay and did you know that 12 percent of people dream entirely in black and white wow that's so cool but that's not a whole lot of people yeah but I have wondered something about sleep. How early should school start? Because in high school, I heard that schools need a later time for school to start. Oh, actually, this time I know the answer. So some high schools start at 7, um, and I wake up at this time. But the teenagers want to stay up later. So for the lack of sleep, the students don't do well in school as they actually can if they could get the right amount of sleep. Well, so it's really important that we get enough sleep. Yeah, it really is. But since the high schoolers start early, students don't get enough sleep. So because of this, they don't get the grades they can if they get enough sleep. So I get it now. But how many hours of sleep do we need? Well, three to five year old kids need ten through thirteen hours of sleep. Um, six through thirteen year old kids need nine to eleven hours. Fourteen through seventeen year old kids people um, need eight through ten hours and adults need seven through nine hours of sleep. But of course, some people can do fewer hours and still do fine, just fine, during the day. Well, how does sleep help you? I mean, I love sleep. Me too. But how does it actually help you? Well, it, it helps you not to get tired during the day. You know, when you don't get enough sleep and you just feel tired in the day, or some people get cranky, or they want to eat, or they just don't learn during the day because your brain wasn't rested and, or recharged. Oh, I get it now. Did you also know that it's not uncommon for deaf people to actually use sign language in their sleep? Oh, cool. And Did you know that 15% of the population are sleepwalkers? That's not a whole lot of people, but it's still pretty cool. Yeah, and some people who sleepwalk actually um, can draw in their sleep and have, like, these other weird talents that only come out when they're sleepwalking. Oh, wow. And did you know um, five minutes after you woke up, 50% of your dream is forgotten? So five minutes after you wake up, you already forgot um, half of your dream. That happens to me a whole lot. It happened to me this morning. Oh, really? hmm Okay. So, all right, I think that's enough for today. We don't want to make our listeners get bored. Yeah, you're right. We're We're the Triple P P Crew, and we'll see you all next time.